Welcome to Victory Christian Center's audio podcast. We hope this message encourages you, and we look forward to connecting with you on social media or FCCFMD.com. Second Chronicles chapter 20, we're going to be reading verses 1 through 12. It's on the screen as well if you'd like to follow along there this morning. Our kids are going to head downstairs for power kids and make their way down there this morning while we're opening up to the word. Second Chronicles chapter 20, beginning with verse 1. It came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea. How many of you would have liked to get that word of encouragement? They're coming from Syria, and behold, they be in Hazon Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask the help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Verse 5, And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court, and said, O Lord God of our fathers, Art not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art thou not our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gave it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein, and they have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name saying, If when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. Verse 10, And now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who wouldest not let Israel invade? When they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of that possession which thou hast given us to inherit. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes. eyes are upon me to pray with me this morning. Lord, I thank you today for who you are. I thank you, Lord, for your power and your might. God, I thank you today that even when we don't know what to do, when the odds are stacked against us, we can turn to you. Lord, we trust you this morning. We trust in your word. And so, Father, I pray today that the truth of your word would penetrate our hearts and our minds. That, Lord, you would speak to us and transform us today 
in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people said amen. And amen. Train as you fight. Fight as you train. It's a principle of the United States military. Because you know what? The reality is that you and I can't wait until we're in the heat of the battle to suit up. We can't wait until the enemy starts attacking to look for our shield. Paul said, take up the shield of faith. We have to be prepared. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, Scripture says, be on the alert. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage. Be strong. Our country and, and our world today, our church, needs men of courage, men of strength, who are going to stand fast, who are going to be on the alert. To be on the alert, it's a phrase in the Greek, which means to be watchful. It means to be cautious so that some destructive calamity will not overtake you. Be on the alert. Why? So that the enemy doesn't sneak up on you and take you by surprise. Be on the alert. Well, how do you do that? You stand fast in the faith. You're persistent. You persevere. You keep your standing. I want to talk to you this morning about finding rest in the battle. Is it possible? Is it possible to find rest in the midst of the battle? Last night, I was, I was tired. And my son says, hey, mama, will you tell me a story? I said, sure. There once was a mama who was very tired. The end. <laughs> he said, mama, that wasn't a very funny story. <laughs> I was tired. I was worn out. I had a long week. How many of you know what it's like? You just get to the end of the week. Lord, I am done. I am done. I am tired. I am weary. But you know what? In the midst of the battle, we've got to be warriors, not warriors. Right? We've got to be warriors, not warriors. We can't worry and let our fear overtake us in the midst of the battle that we're fighting. We've got to stand our ground. We've got to be alert. We have to be ready. And so if we're going to find rest in the battle, we have to be aware of the battle, and we have to surround ourselves with allies. How many of you know that allies are a good thing? They're a good thing. We, we see in verse 2 that there was a group that came to Jehoshaphat and told him that a great multitude was coming to attack him. Now they could have kind of shrugged back and not said anything. Just let it happen. Let it take him by surprise. But they came and they told him what was going on. You and I have to surround ourselves with people who are for us. Not people who are going to stand on the sidelines so the smoke clears. Amen. Right? And say, hey, I'm there for you. Not you on the back. I'm going to stand back and just let it, let it all play out. I don't know about you, but when I'm fighting a battle, I want to know that I got people around me who can hold up my arms until the battle's finished, till we're victorious. I want people who are going to say, hey, Pastor, I know there's a target 
I'm going to be praying for you. Yes. People who are for you. Because if you're just going to stand by and watch, you might as well be throwing the darts yourself. People who are for you. Surround yourself with allies who are going to alert you to the battle that's coming your way. Because what does scripture say? It says that one can put a thousand to flight, but two, just two, can put ten thousand. Don't you like how God's multiplication works? One can put a thousand to flight, but two can put ten thousand. And so to rest in the battle. We have to be aware and we have to be alert. We have to surround ourselves with allies and we have to appeal to the Lord. We have to appeal to the Lord. And so after Jehoshaphat receives word that a great multitude is coming against him, verse 3 says that he feared. He feared. And I love that scripture is so honest about this. Because when you and I think of a leader, and when we think of a king, we think of someone who is strong, someone who is brave and bold and confident, right? But the reality is he's still a human. He's still a person. He was fearful of the attack that was coming against him. But scripture doesn't say that he wallowed in his fear. It says that he feared and he set himself to seek the Lord. And then he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. You know, there are times in our life when fear attacks us, when fear rears its ugly head, but we can't let it overtake us because the love of God dwells within us. And what does scripture say? That perfect love casts out all fear. For God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. What's he given us? Power, love, and a sound mind. He was fearful, but he set himself to seek the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast. The battles that you and I face in this journey, we face best when we fight them on our knees. Jesus said, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Sometimes the greatest battles require a sacrifice, prayer, and fasting. And Josaphat knew this, which is why he called a fast throughout the land. Verse 4 says that Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. And all the cities of Judah came to seek the Lord. Because something powerful happens when you and I gather ourselves together and we fast and pray. And so if we're going to find rest, the battle. We have to be aware of the battle. We got to surround ourselves with allies. We have to appeal to the Lord. But we also have to admit our own limitations, right? We have to know what we are capable of in and of ourselves. And so in verse 12, they cry out and they say, Oh, our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might. How many of you been there? God, I can't do this. We have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do. But our eyes are on you. God, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to handle this thing. We, we don't know what this is going to look like. We can't face them on our own. But we're going to trust you. We're going to trust you. I love verse 14. It says, And all 
Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. I love this verse because it lets us know that they stood as a family. They stood as a family. The children that were present there saw an example of what to do during an enemy attack. Their parents set an example for them. The enemy might be pressing in hard against you, but we're going to seek the face of the Lord. We're going to come together and we're going to fast and we're going to pray. Their parents showed them what it looked like to fight the battle down on their knees. And so if you're familiar with this story as we read through chapter 20, you know that there was a man named Jehaziel who was there in the midst of the congregation of the people. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel and he gives this word to the people. He says, Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of the great multitude, for the battle is not yours. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed by this great multitude that's coming at you. Because this battle doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the Lord. He goes on to tell them that the next day they're going to go down the cliff of seats and they're going to face the enemy at the brook. And as I read through this, I thought it was something so interesting about this tiny little word. And so when I looked up the definition of what this word seats means in the Hebrew, it actually means a bloom or a blossom. It's the same word that's used to describe the bud that appeared on Aaron's rod. It's also a word that's used to describe the golden a headpiece, the golden crown that the high priest wore. It wasn't a, a crown as you and I think of it completely encircled the head. It was a gold plate that went across the forehead and it was attached around the head with a blue cord. But the inscription that was on there, seats in the Hebrew, it means holiness to the Lord. And so the high priest wore this on the front part of their head to signify that they were set apart. They were set apart by the Lord for a specific service. And I think it's interesting that the people were to go down through this area called seats. They were to go through this area that referred to something that was blossoming in a time when they couldn't see a whole lot of hope. They were to go down through this area and march through this place that referred to the holiness of the Lord. Why? Because God had set them apart. And they walk through this place, set apart to face their enemy. The battles that you and I face in this life are intended to bring glory to the Lord. We're strengthened in the process, but ultimately it's all for his glory. And so you and I enter that battle we face our enemies when we go forward with assurance. And so Jehaziel said that they were, as they were there to face the enemy, they wouldn't need to fight. So you're going to go down, you're going to go down, you're going to meet them there at the brook, but you're not going to have to do anything. You just got to stand still. How I many you know it's hard to stand still sometimes? You don't have to fight. You just got to stand still. 
In the Hebrew, it's a phrase that means to hold your ground and keep quiet. It means to hold your peace. How many times do you and I dig a bigger hole for ourselves? But we just gotta keep talking. We just gotta let them know how it is. Gotta have the last word. I'm gonna give them peace of my mind. They're gonna know how I feel about this. Hey, don't act all sanctified on me this morning. The preacher's gonna tell you, I'm gonna give them peace of my mind. I know you are too, right? That's our human nature. That's how we feel. But the Spirit of God spoke through Jehazi, how amazing he told the people, show up, stand still, and shut up. Right? Show up, stand still, and shut up. Because you're going to see the salvation of the Lord. You're not going to have to do anything. You're not going to have to say anything. You just show up where I told you to be, and I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to handle it from here. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. God, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Our eyes are on you. How many of you know what it's like to face that battle? God, I can't. I can't fight this on my own. I got no strength left. I'm weary. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm going to trust you anyway. Amen. I'm going to keep my eyes on you anyway. Yes. I had some battles that I had to fight this week. And my goodness, I felt like I went through a knockdown, drag out fight. I was tired. I was tired. And I got to the end of the week and I got down on my knees and I said, God, I can't do it. I can't do it on my own. I had no more words. I just had tears, and I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit can interpret our groans. Yes. And I just cried out. I prayed out in the Spirit all night until I felt a release, until I felt something break. And the next day I woke up and I said, man, I feel like I've been through a wrestling match. I am exhausted. You know what Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12? He said, we wrestle not. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers of the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. My flesh may be weak. My body may be weary. But scripture says that they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They'll mount up on wings as eagles. They're going to run and not be weary. They're going to walk and not be faint. I find rest in the battle because I have assurance. Because I know. I know who holds tomorrow. And like the old song says, I know he holds my hand. I know that victory is already won. I know that my God isn't finished yet. I know that the enemy is under my feet. I know that my God sits on the throne. I know the devil's a liar. And I know that we have victory. Come on, somebody. We got victory. God's on the throne. The devil's a liar, and we have victory. 
He's the God who lifts up every valley. He brings every mountain low. He makes every crooked way straight. He's the God who makes streams in the desert. And I'm coming out of this thing with some battle scars. But I'm coming out victorious. I'm coming out victorious. Maybe this morning, some of you are fighting a battle that you just can't fight anymore. Maybe you're tired. Say, God, I don't have any strength left. I don't know that I can go another day. Your strength is gone. You're tired of fighting. Maybe you just need to take a step and stand still and let the Lord fight that battle for you. I'm going to ask you to stand with us this morning. Every head bowed and every eye closed. And if we could, I'd like to sing that song we sang this morning of leading. Maybe you're here, maybe you're watching this online today. You've never surrendered your heart and your life to Jesus. But this morning, you just say, God, I can't. can't walk through this life anymore without you. I need you to come in to my life. Lord, I need you to forgive me of my sin. I need you to cleanse me and make me whole. I need you to take control of my life today. I know you died for me. I know you rose again three days later so that I could have eternal life. Would you save me this morning? Would you lead me? Would you guide me? We believe that if you've said that prayer, that God has come into your life. The angels rejoice over you today. Your name is written down in the courts of heaven. But maybe you're here this morning. Maybe you're tuning in online today and you just said, God, I need your help. Because this battle's too hard. This fight's lasting too long, and enough is enough. So today I'm going to put my foot down. And I'm going to say, Devil, no more. No more. But you're here this morning, and you just need some extra strength. And you just want to slip up your hand. Say, Pastor, would you pray to me this morning? I need some strength. Need some strength to get through this battle. God sees your hands. He's a patient God. He's waiting with arms open just for you to say, God, I'm here. I need you today to let him know you need him this morning. Father, for those that are here today, just say, Lord, I need a touch. I need some strength from you today. Father, would you give supernatural strength? Lord, would you give peace, comfort, comfort for the journey ahead? Lord, would you bring encouragement and assurance that you've brought your children this far? Not only are you going to carry them through, but God, would you give us the grace to stand our ground, to stand firm, to be alert, to know that you've gone before us. Fight for us. Would you lift your hands and sing that chorus with us this morning? Lord, 
audio podcast. We look forward to connecting with you on our social media or at FCCFMD.com.